I'm Holland Curtis, and I play Poppy Pembroke, a Girl Scout who is finding that death and murder is not as black and white as she thought. Hi, I'm Richard Stack. I'm playing Stanley Nimick, and Stanley thinks that the city really needs to do something about its monkey crime problem. Hi, I'm Willa Wilson. I'm playing Joanna Vaughn. I know everything, and sometimes I guess I just burn things down. I am Chris Gladys. I play Father Gill, a priest and somebody who just wants to see the youth of the city grow up to be good people. On the cover, we see the small feet of the angel strapped into sandals high up in the air. Some distance below the angel's feet, we can see a wide, flat disc of gold. And upon the disc are three animals, the ibis, a very large coiled cobra, and we assume a dog-faced baboon. From this height, it is difficult to make out the details, but things have been changing here at the impact site. Yes, smoke is still rising from the crater, though there is less of it. Deep, long rivers spread through the streets and are slowly turning the pavement into sand. The remains of the Whitman Central Building are being renovated, sculpted away. It is far from finished, but it is beginning to resemble a pharaoh. And on the top, a golden throne. Page one. On top of a warehouse, the access door opens, and the four of you come out onto the roof. It is later that same day. According to the sun, it is closer to the afternoon. This is a location near where you might be able to find some answers. Well, I'm going to start by saying the most important thing. Um, I did have lunch. It was bologna and mayonnaise sandwich with a little packet of chips. Um, And I will say that I probably halted the investigation until I had lunch. Um, So I did throw a fit about that, most likely. I I just nabbed a candy bar from another, uh, like, convenience store through a little portal. Um, That was my lunch. I have a, a small a small pastrami sandwich, I think. And I probably pulled some random uh, protein bar out of a pocket or something, and that's probably been in there for way too long. I feel like we're starting yeah, strong. The, this is good. Yep. <laughs> the, the candy every... bar that I stole was actually, I actually nabbed it out of uh, Stanley's pocket. So when you go to search <laughs> for it, you, you don't have that one. I'm eating it. Well, that, well then I starved. So. <laughs> I, I Every great game session starts with lunch. Yeah, I, I, I nab you a fresh candy bar. Hey, uh, thanks. Mm. Okay. We can see the angel and, and the whatnots from here, or? Yes, still okay. in the same position as the angel has ever been. This winged right. figure is high up in the sky. And now you can see hovering below it, still pretty high up, is a gold disc. And do we see the, the animals on the disc from here, or? It looks like there's something sort of 
looking over the side, but it is pretty high up unless mm. someone had a way to get closer or to enhance their vision somehow. Uh, from here, that is what you see. I squint at the angel and I whisper to myself, is that a demon? I don't think it is. It's uh, It looks more on the angelic side. Having said that, you don't always want an angel hanging around where you are there. You read the book, they're often uh, much more trouble than they are help. Can I see if I have like binoculars in my Girl Scout bag? Yes, you can. Would it be a change to the game or something? To Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to give myself Best an advantage. Some sort of um, improvement, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if I am able to make a story tag, then I would make binoculars or something. That makes um, sense to me. Uh, I would love to add the power tags Girl Scout and Always Prepared onto this roll. Uh, thank God I did, because that's a seven. You have one of those. Uh, with a seven... You know, they were mostly just for show and to feel like you were prepared. So they're not super strong, but they do give you a little bit more of a magnification than just looking with your eyes. I'll take it. going to start with the, the disc and then the area around the angel just to see what we're dealing with a little bit deeper. High up in the sky? Yep, if I can see anything at all. (laughs) There are definitely things on this disc that are looking down. But they kind of look strange, and you can't quite magnify well enough to, to make out in detail what they are. And then when you shift up to this angelic figure, this does not look like the angels that Father Gill was sort of showing off uh, in the church. First of all, this is this is definitively a woman. Her wings are not quite moving. They're not flapping for her to maintain position. It looks like whatever is holding her up in the sky is not the actual movement of the wings. She has light-colored robes, and she has a golden mask. And she seems to be just waiting and watching. Okay, I relay all of that through my handy-dandy, super uh, high-quality binoculars. And I make sure everyone knows how high-quality they are, because they're super high-quality, um, really, really good at their jobs. Yeah, I think I, I let them know and mention the, the little things on the disc, and I see three things, but I can't make out what they are, right? Yes. Okay. Well, the wings are only for show, huh? Sounds like a demon. And the mask is interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we could, like, trick them if we had our own masks. I don't know if that would work, though. Is any of this sort of, you know, as a, as a religious person, would any of this sort of be uh, ringing any bells for me? Is there anything in my own career I can bring to play on this? I'm sure there is. Okay. So let's say that'll be Investigate. I think you can investigate. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to use the tag uh, Catholic priest, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the only like relevant tag to this. It would just be Catholic priest, really. So, all right, one. I go <laughs> four. This does not compute with your worldview. Get a nosebleed. <laughs> Though, probably somewhere in here, 
the four of you have maybe wandered a bit closer to the edge of the roof and you can see, uh, have a little bit better view of what's going on down below. And this description of wings not moving, a golden mask, that's, that's strange. And then looking down into the impact site, it conjures Old Testament imagery. Oh, that's not good. This isn't like anything I know. Great. How bad would it be if we got its attention? I suspect it would not be good, but I can't be sure. I'm sorry. I look at this thing and my 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 brain shuts down. I, I can't tell you what it is or, or isn't. None of none of my training prepared me for this. I'm pretty sure I can't sell it a vacuum. Well, there is lots of sand down there. It may need something mm -hmm. to clean up. Yeah. Maybe. Well, it seems like it's preparing for something. So probably something big and bad that will kill a lot of people. Well, it seems, right? seems to be renovating the neighborhood. It's it's that, that you know that building over there is looking decidedly Egyptian, and I know there was not a small desert in the middle of the city before this. Do you think it's like before when they're trying to bring something back? Oh, that would be terrible. But maybe bringing a whole city back. <laughs> maybe. See if I get. I mean, I guess we're kind of all going through this, but um, I'd like to see if I can get in, any information about this this thing and what's happening. I guess just tapping into my my brain parts. Um, so you know, my religion and folklore tag, as well as my my special well of information uh, in the back of my head, and in human information retention. And I'm wondering if I can also use one of my portals, just like a little portal, and just open it up closer to the thing so I can kind of peek through. <laughs> hmm. Let's start with the first bit. Okay. Um, just because we haven't, we haven't established that you can see through the portals. True. So talk me through the first bit without looking through. Okay, without looking through, I um, I close my eyes, uh, but still retaining the image of the of the angel in my head. I start by thinking, just going through everything I've studied myself uh, in the libraries and anywhere I could get books, and of course, you know, in my previous life in university really tapping into my uh, my more cursed side, uh, my more rift side. So uh, the rest of you see, uh, as I close my eyes, those little spectral sort of horns kind of start to peek out from the back of my head. Just two dice, right? Yeah. Yep. I don't know how to play. That is an eight. Are you asking a specific question? Let's start with, with um, my go-to. Is this a demon? The voice in your head definitely gives you the impression that this is not a demon. And it seems there is a sense of trying to be very careful, not in the way that this voice answers the question, but in the fact that it is speaking at all. No, not a demon. Hopefully better. Ooh. Interesting coming from you. 
I say to my, I, I say back in my head to my, uh, to my little well of knowledge. <laughs> well, it's not a demon. Oh, I know we were all wondering. I mean, that narrows the door. And that mixed success. As the voice in your head speaks, the gold disc rotates a bit as though the things up on it looking down heard something from your direction. Okay. It heard us. Oh. That seems bad. Usually I'm one to like jump into the fray, but I feel like this is different because it can float. Any of you float? I I certainly can't can't float. float. No, no, no. Floating's not my my thing, no. I mean, I could get like a ladder or something, but that's not really the same. (laughs) I feel like it has a distinct advantage unless we can bring it down to our level. And also, are we even ready to fight right now? So maybe... Well, hopefully we we shouldn't have to fight. Do we want to fight? Maybe maybe it can be talked to. I mean, if it is an agent of the Lord, then uh, I can perhaps initiate a conversation with it as a a lower representative, perhaps. Perhaps, all right, here's, here's what I'm thinking. I can try to engage this thing in, in conversation. Maybe you all should be some distance away just in case uh, something happens. Uh, the, the, the divine power decides to, to chat enough of me or something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a while since my last confession, so. That's the, the, the best plan I can think of. Otherwise, I'm just going to sit here and feel my brain melt for the rest of the day. Right now? You mean right now? If not now, then when? Do you have a way of speaking to it? I've never spoken directly to an agent of the divine before. I just sort of send them out into the universe and hope something catches it. Can certainly hopefully improvise something that sounds at least uh, worthy of a a response. And hopefully not a response that uh, turns me into a pillar of salt or something. Well, if you need someone to pass a note, I've got a couple ways. Right. Okay. Okay, okay, best okay. I can do is shout at it. So you know, sure, sure. That uh, that may be that may be necessary. You know, all usually right. I am all for jumping in, but this that gives me a really bad feeling. And you're not supposed to die yet, so maybe wait, because it would not be great if you died now. Just objectively speaking. Sure, of not, course. Not objectively speaking. No, 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 no. I, I understand that. You, I, you you're looking at this ever... perfectly, perfectly reasonably and rationally. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I totally and understand. I don't care. Like, no, of course whatever. you don't. Why, why would you? Worry. Why you, would you? You've never given off the illusion that you care. Good, because I don't at all. Right, right, right. And, and I, I certainly appreciate your very analytical reading of this situation, Poppy. I've been um, told I'm very analytical. You, so. you absolutely are a, a paragon of reason. The golden disc begins to descend. Oh, no. I think now might be the time. Seems I that hate way. that idea. I hate it. I understand. I understand. Uh, however, I have convinced you to do things that you hate before, so uh, I win. Um, yeah, but that has to do with, like, death and stuff. And well, that's other people's with- death. Not well, ours. True, 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 true. Well, that's why I'm asking you to all sort of stand off 50 paces or so. Oh, yeah. 50 paces is going to save us from the glowing disc thing. Possibly. If, if you're you're carefully hidden behind a wall or something. I don't know. Are there Look, I, I'm making this up as I go. 
uh, is the is the disc and the the angel is it sort of descending towards us or towards the ground or, or what's the the angel is not moving okay just the disc the disc is is slowly coming in your direction is the angel okay. coming with it like no? above the disc or just staying okay, stationary just staying exactly okay. where where the angel is all right so if I'm reading this right we've got there's the 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 angel. Uh, I don't know what this disc is. I'm kind of I'm kind of squinting to see if I can see what's on the disc. And at what point sure. can I make out that there's creatures on it? Okay, but if you die, I'm taking your wallet. Just as I understand. I I won't have any need of it. Okay. Wherever I'm going, straighten my my priest's jacket and make sure the little white uh, little white cutout is is, is right. And smooth off my my hair a bit and try to project an image of, of confidence more it's, or less it's, it's always important to look right for the job you know it is you you absolutely have to yeah smooth my rumpled suit <laughs> are the rest of you backing off or are you i mean is there anywhere actually to hide on this or is it just an exposed rooftop it is an exposed rooftop if you're looking to hide you all get the sense that you have been noticed well i guess i won't need your wallet if we're all dead Good observation. Okay. So I kind of motioned the other two to, to back up a little bit just to give him a little forward presence there and but putting myself between them and the bigger possible enemy problems too. <laughs> As one of my power tags, not actively, but uh, I'm supposed to look harmless. So I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to look harmless right now. Just like twirling my pigtail, like <laughs> we're fine. We're just and, on a roof. Mm-hmm. Quite, quite the opposite. I'm trying to present a big, a big ominous target. Look very casual. <laughs> so the disc descends, mm-hmm. and soon enough, maybe Joanna doesn't recognize the the ibis right away, but the other three of you have seen this bird a number of times mm. over the last day or two, and then Stanley recognizes that this dog-faced baboon or is it a dog-faced ape has the body changed is on one side of the ibis and at first glance on the other side it's like yeah okay that's a cobra and then as it gets closer you realize that that's the cobra seems to have a woman's face pretty sure i threw the cobra off the roof before but that and that may well be the monkey that ransacked my place this is great. We're, this is we're going in. No, no, really no. One, solid. One of the things we have to remember is there's a plan beyond what we understand. And so, if these are agents of the divine, then uh, we we probably don't have all the information. Greetings, uh, messengers of, of the Most High. Uh, we greet you to our city. Uh, we see you've made some changes. What is it that you want with us, mere mere mortals who, who crawl upon the ground beneath you? The disc stops descending. It's still a little bit away, away from the roof and it's a little bit above head level but these three seem to be behaving like animals they seem very curious and watching and father gill they don't seem to be looking at you the ibis sort of straightens and jumps sort of flaps and sort of glides to the roof and lands in front of joanna it doesn't speak, but you can kind of understand that it asks a question. Who is inside you? Uh, it starts to walk in a little bit of a semicircle, like uh, walking sideways around you, looking at your head. 
I would like to know who is inside you. So would I. I don't know their name. But they've given me a lot. At a price. Do you intend to interfere? Depends on what you're doing. The Ibis looks back to the other two on the disc. And if a cobra could shrug, it would shrug. (laughs) And the Ibis looks back and now to the other three on the roof. We are doing nothing. We are just watching and waiting. What are you waiting for? The Ibis turns and walks to the edge of the roof and looks down. He will come from the hole very soon. We think we know what he will do, but he has always been unpredictable. Who's this he? Horus. He ruled once and did not appreciate his rule coming to an end. I see, I see. And your, um, your friend over there, what is their role in all this? Uh, where do you point? To the angel. Well, that is his mother. She also does not know what he intends. I see. I understand you, you don't know what Horace's intents are. If you were to guess, what do you suspect Horace will do when he returns here? He has already begun recruiting followers. I see. I suspect that he will take this place and make it more familiar, and that he intends to rule it. And what, what, what might Horace do with the people who live in the city already, who uh, might not want to perhaps be ruled by Horace? If past is prelude, he will briefly attempt to change their minds, and then he will change their minds. I see. Just a quick question. If Horus is the sky god, why is he coming up from the ground? He entered this world from the sky. Oh, gotcha. All right, that, 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 that would make sense then. Another sort of tangential question. Uh, does Horus have enemies? Is there anyone who you think is going to be trying to stop Horus? Uh, uh, another god, perhaps, or... or something like that because if this city becomes a battleground i think changing people's minds is not going to not going to be an issue there'll be too many too many dead ones there were some of you that had been trying to stop him by bringing back his brother <laughs> but it appears that did not succeed i see i see right that uh, not not sure how that happened ancient egyptian medicine is pretty fascinating be nice to see that again well uh we would like to thank you uh, divine agents for your uh, assistance and, and, and information uh, as potential future uh, 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 servants of, of Horus. Is there anything that we should know to sort of prepare ourselves for the uh, arrival of the, uh, of the uh, divine so that uh, perhaps things will go more smoothly? I suspect he is still reviving. He has been locked away for some time. Right, right, right. And it is just taking time for his form to come back together. How did he get locked away last time? His brother. Right, right. His brother, his brother. Some sort of, uh, hold on, let me try to remember here. Hold on, let me go back into my memory. Some sort of storm god, right? Set, yes. Yes, right, 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 right. 
and Seth just sort of, you know, put him in a closet and locked him up or? How to describe this? Hmm. Set was able to stop him, remove his organs. I see. And wrap him away, he thought, for all time. Remove his organs, huh? Is that, that's, that was part of the plan. Does he need no organs? He is likely building new ones now. This city is very strange. There are different yeah. properties here that make this possible. Is it just going to be Horace, or is he planning on bringing along some friends or family members? Well, he's not being... his mother up there. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. We have an understanding. There are very few of us that will directly confront others. We uh, are here to watch. If he does rise, and if he does gain power over this city, he still will not be able to affect us. We're just here to watch. You say if, as though there's, there's a chance this won't happen. It will likely happen, but there is always fate. Destiny is not always predictable. Is there anything we should worry about, like, for, for it to not happen? You have talked about preparation. You do not need to prepare. When it happens, it will happen. Well, thank you. Again, agents of the divine, we, we appreciate that. This was not quite the conversation I thought we'd be having, but uh, it's the conversation we got. I expect you can head on back to your, your station and we will uh, await the imminent arrival of, uh, of, of something new. And the Ibis gives Joanna another look, turns, and flies much steadier than you would think a bird of this type could fly. Back to the disc. Mm -hmm. And the disc rises back up. Do you so, think Horus is more of a Thin Mint or like a dosy doze kind of? I suspect it would be something kind of dry and crumbly. Trefoil, okay. Trefoil, sure. Um, right. Well, we we should probably go down in the hole and find out, and maybe you know cool. remove some remove some organs while we're out. That was what I was thinking as well. I think organ removal is the way yeah, to go. Yeah. But uh, so that's, also, that's, yeah. maybe not talk about this when they can obviously hear us. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah. So the impact site, as hmm. you look over the edge of the roof, about let's say three stories above the ground, there are. People continuing to dig canals. They're not necessarily human-looking people. They're probably people. Some of them sort of resemble crocodiles. There are things on Whitman Central Building that are continuing to chisel away that might look something like giant scarab beetles. The area is active. Oh, maybe this won't be so bad. There's more things that look like bugs around here. <laughs> All right, so it'll be difficult to say just waltz right into the hole, I reckon, maybe, possibly. It's only one way to find out. <laughs> that is true. Right. Well, yes, I think you're, you're right. They, if, they, if they can hear us, then that uh, we, uh, we should probably go into our own private place to, to pray and prepare is what we should be doing. Why don't we go inside, shall we? And, uh, I start heading towards the, the roof door. As you go back inside... These slick-looking, tough men 
in cheap suits are still unconscious and scattered about downstairs where you left them. They got in the way. Yeah, they did. They did. It was their own fault, really. Mm -hmm. They had it coming. Should we kill them to put them out of their misery? Uh, No, 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 no. Because, I mean, it seems like a lot of stuff is going to be happening really fast. um... It is true, but they they need to have the the chance to have agency over their own lives, really. So, uh, Hmm. no, we... No, it's okay. They'll 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 recover and uh, do whatever needs to be done after that. I'll give them some morphine then for later. Sure. You just have that in your. I know where it is. I feel like we should start a business together because I will let you know that I am very savvy. I actually made over three hundred dollars uh, like two days ago, um, which is hey, pretty big deal. Here, for... Who here has the decades <laughs> of sales experience? Come on. Okay, but who sold three hundred dollars worth of cookies in one night? That's pretty impressive. I, 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 I will admit that I am I'm deeply uh, distressed by this entire situation. As a man of God, uh, this bothers me deeply, <laughs> to be honest. A cookie drug deal business? No, 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 not that, not that. The, 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 the ancient Egyptian god rising from the, okay. rising from the depths. Oh, that. Maybe the cookie, the cookie deal on. is its own thing. Okay, but maybe we could sell the cookies and then put the drugs inside the cookie box so it's like they're... They're getting a two-for-one deal. We'll talk about this later. After yeah, we I'm, save the I'm world. I'm always up to, uh, okay. to go against Big Pharma. I'm just worried if we get too big, we could become corrupt. Right. Well, well it, I you will know, act we can start your, small. Your moral comp- I'll act as your moral compass and perhaps I'll keep yeah. you on beam. Now, could we get back to the the, the yeah. ancient Egyptian god burrowing its way up out of the ground? What do we know about Horus and Seth? Has anyone taken a history class? Because my classes are are not really that extensive right now. Religion and folklore is kind of hmm. something that that Joanne has done a lot of recently. So can I like could I just summon a book? I know where the the Egypt, ancient Egypt mythology section of the library is. You know where the section is. You may not know. Do you think you know where the exact books are? You could also go to a library or a museum. Or or just grab a bunch of random books. I present these options to the group. I mean, we're all probably going to die anyway, so why not go to Let's a go museum? Go to the library. Oh, that, yeah. I think a, a library would probably be a good bet. Um, and it can library. give us some time to gather our thoughts and figure out what we want to do about this. Mm-hmm. But if we go to you. a museum, maybe we'll find another god like connected to some sarcophagus that wants to help us in exchange for getting out or i'm grasping at straws here yeah i'm not i don't think releasing another god is gonna solve a problem it'll just sort of kick the can down the road another god to take out that exactly right Mm -hmm. it's it's all it's gods all the way down i mean i figure we would just you know kill them when they were done but that's fair is that the business we're going into we're going to the god killing business now uh, well i mean when you say it like that that sounds like really serious but um, it does we can go to the library. How are you going we'll to have time to sell cookies if you're killing gods? Right, library. That is fair. That's fair. It doesn't take all that long for all of you to go to the library, find the section on ancient Egypt, and start going through books. If all four of you are working on this, you will eventually find information that you're looking for, rather than like rolling library use. <laughs> Is there specific information that you are looking for? 
traditionally what has been the disposition of Horus? Like, is it was he sort of a benevolent god? Is he sort of the god that tends to be very demanding? What traditionally has has been his sort of personality as a god? Not that I'm a great researcher, but I'd be looking for any information we can find about whatever that last conflict was that <laughs> if if it's in the library. Of all of the ancient Egyptian gods that spent time ruling, it's not that Horus was described as vindictive or or brutal or anything like that, but he was very insistent. He seemed to be fairly single-minded about consolidating power, and the fact that Set, his brother, had to actually take action against him was a rare occurrence. With this family of gods, there was not as much infighting as there was described in other pantheons. And then Stanley, you are looking for information about the final battle? Yeah, whatever, the, the conflict there and the resulting sealing away of Horus. And, yeah. Most of this comes uh, as translations from old hieroglyphics. Translation upon translation, exactly what was being described is maybe a little skewed over time, but it seemed as though most of the gods did not want to take action. Set, for some reason, found this personally offensive, and exactly what he did broke part of the earth, broke part of the sky. Afterwards, neither had been seen for quite some time. So exactly what he did is a little unclear, as though the human transcribers did not witness it. Uh, really, the cities probably have worse governors. Come on. Consolidation of power is not a good thing. Power corrupts by its own nature. That is true. It's, it's certainly true in, in, in human cases. And uh, I'm not even sure what Horus is. I don't want, I mean, personally, I don't want to call him a god. I know we've been throwing that word around a lot. Uh, but... Uh, Whatever he is, he's extraordinarily powerful. And if he is allowed to rise from where he is, then um, that'll be it. We won't be able to, to do anything about him. So what I'm hearing is um, he was not alive and active, and he is trying to be alive and active again. Therefore, it is my personal duty to stop this. You guys can do whatever you want, but... I feel like this can't happen because if he's coming back from the dead, God or not, that's not his decision to make. So then what do we do? do we, they, that whole place is, is swarming with, with animal people. The, we don't know what happens to people who go into that hole. What, what happened to that, that, that vulture man? Let him go in and uh, he came back changed. The, the way that man in the car was describing him was, was not what we saw, but uh, I suspect going into that hole will be dangerous by itself, but then how do we how do we stop him? How do we get to him if we don't go down there? Definitely some kind of weird smoke or something there from possibly. And then how do we get past all these animal people who are busy creating ancient Egypt in the middle of downtown? They may not care about us. They got jobs to do. We can hope. What about those main three animal people things? How do they well, figure into this? They said they're observing. So it's possible that they won't really step in? Maybe. Can I research anything resembling these three creatures, what their part is in the Pantheon, 
and in ancient history what they could be after? Uh, looking through these books, a number of the Egyptian gods were associated with animals, with specific animals. And after flipping around for some time, the ibis is closely related to Thoth. Tote. 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 Okay. I learned that from John Green's Crash Course World History. Thank you, high school. <laughs> uh, the dog-faced baboon, sometimes described as an ape, sometimes shifting forms, is a totem of Anubis. A cobra with the face of a woman is connected to Wajet, W-A-D-J-E-T. So we've got gods watching other gods. Again, from the way that they talked, it sounded like they weren't uh, particularly you know, invested necessarily. They seemed to see this as more of an inevitability than a thing that they, they were hoping to happen. Maybe just weird, Maybe. God, weird God entertainment or something. Could be, could be. Going, I might be going, reading too much into it. They're going to those, you know, moving picture things. Oh, I don't go to those. Those are, those are clearly a blight on the soul. And, and I realize as I say this, it does sound like it's coming out of one of those ridiculous moving pictures. But is there a way that we could disguise ourselves, perhaps, or make ourselves less obvious in terms of... So that I don't know if we can blend in with all these folk down here, but at least look like we... At least not draw attention to ourselves as we head towards whatever it is we're heading towards. Being less obvious is a bit of a specialty of mine. Oh, that's great. Fantastic. I mean, I'm already kind of buggy, right? Only in certain circumstances. <laughs> Do you think that Poppy is surprisingly quiet during all of this, just kind of reading through everything? Mm. She said her statement, but as time goes on, it seems less like she believes it. Just kind of listening. She's realizing she's more of a kid than they are. Maybe she should listen for once. Gotta love that weakness tag, craves guidance. <laughs> You're not among a good group to guide you. Well, except maybe the father. Oh, I guess, so. You know, uh, I'm okay. So the, the rough outlines of our plan are step one, get to Horus. Step two, do something. <laughs> step three, we win. I think we're missing or, some important details there. We are, like we are. Step we three, though. I do like those step in. three. We can fill those step in. Step three's good. Step three's good, but, you know. Right. So our first thing is to figure out how do we get to Horus without being swarmed by these uh, these servants or without being destroyed by, by whatever's in that hole. I wish Minha was here. Look, maybe it'll be real easy. Maybe we can just walk in there, we sort of scoop out some organs, put them in some jars, and, and be done with it. I, I don't know. We have very limited information and yeah, it sounds like right, right now our plan is to do what we've always done and just walk into it head first and somehow we're all going to die. All right. I would like to formulate a plan. Please do. I tend to prefer one <laughs> rather than just jumping in. I don't trust my impulses. My impulses are probably the best part of me, but go on. I'd like to... I guess I, I do do my one thing. I'll tap into my my well of knowledge in the back of my head, and I guess just try to ask that my my patron. Um, how do you snuff out a god? You probably have more insight into this than I do. Yeah. Can you roll? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So that's a total of three tags. 
okay, that's a 10. The voice seems much more relaxed this time. So brain demon, what should we do? I mean, if, you're, if your question is, how do you snuff out a god? Uh, it's awfully difficult. Yeah, you probably have more experience trying than I do. You, you, you sort of know your role, and you know what you're able to do. I know that I have never personally thought, hey, why don't I go try to take out that god? I've left that to others. If your question is, is it possible for other people to go fight a god? Sure. If you're asking, is it possible for you to go fight a god? I suppose that means I would get to move on to another host. Huh. Yeah. Maybe snuff out isn't a way to go. They're a way to distract or convince the god to move on. You know how, as a human, at least you've never really asked me about myself and what I want. Yeah. I'm, I'm from another place, and I have different concerns than you do. And that's sort of how I feel about gods. They sort of are from a different place, and they do, they care about things in a way that I don't. But there's another place where we could get him to go back, maybe. I tell you the truth, I'm not even sure how he got here. Hmm. I guess that part of that is figuring out where Set, what Set did with him. What's your name, by the way? Oh, well, thank you for taking an interest. Mephistopheles, at your service. I had a feeling. I feel like that may not have been entirely helpful for you. I don't know. I got a little bit out of it, I guess. I, I, it's definitely better than I was before. Unless you want to give me more information. Maybe I don't know exactly how to answer this question for you, but I really want you to succeed because I don't know what will happen <laughs> if Horace transforms this existence. I'm stuck here too. Well, let's talk it out, group. So Joanna opens her eyes again. And says, um, well, I got a little bit. We, we don't really stand a chance in any capacity trying to go against the god in a sort of combat scenario. There are other planes. I don't know that that is exactly the right choice to try to just send Horus to another plane, but... I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know how to do that. Yeah. How do you send something to another plane? You convince it. After all the work he's put in getting here? I mean, I've sold a lot of people a lot of things, so that seems a little, a little a tough sell. I mean, I'm pretty good at selling cookies. But planes are a whole different matter. Yeah. Do we know how Minha was tra transferred to elsewhere? Do we know who did that or how? It was a water water spirit. Okay, so that's did probably... Did I not tell you all what happened? You just said she was alive, I think? Yeah, she's she's gone for her mother. Oh, okay. Is that a good thing? It's a good or... thing. It's a good, good. 
that's cool. That's yeah. great. That's cool. Um, really cool. Um, cool. I don't know how related that thing is. Maybe it's it. It might all be related. I mean, if Horus is all into consolidation of power, perhaps best to assume everything's connected. So if the water spirits teleport people around, we just get one to take Horus somewhere else and be done with it? So you know that 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 trick that some people play where they have like the acorn or the pebble under three cups and then you move I it around? Familiar. Yeah, if we can do that, but with our plane and the other planes, maybe he'll pick the wrong cup. If we just give him more doors, then maybe he'll go through the wrong one. Let's hmm. trick a god. Probably easier than killing him. Maybe that's how Set did it. Or if we can just steal like a little part of him that's super necessary and then like chuck that into the plane, then maybe he has to like go into it and then we shut and lock the door behind him. I mean, to be fair, that is that is sort of how we did away with, with Set. We just sort of took away the pieces that he didn't took the pieces that he needed and he, he couldn't come back that way i know nothing of planes or anything but if we, we could we could stomp one, on something we, yeah we steal some of his organs and then do the shell game with that but like with organs i don't know i'm just i'm just coming up with ideas i just thought it would be cool okay this seems to be leading back to we go in the hole <sighs> does indeed Stanley, do you remember what it felt like when you were in the smoke before? Uh, the, the smoke was, was, there was a strange smell and the smoke was kind of clingy. Mm -hmm. That's what I recall. It was sort of definitely attempting to wrap around me or something. That's as much as I, yeah. You do recall that as a gas at a certain point, it felt like a liquid yeah, and that it started to tug at you. Now with all of this talk about ancient Egypt... I'm not sure if the spice smell makes you think about mummification. Uh, you might have come across that in one of these books. The reminder of the mummification process requiring spices and chemicals. Definitely true. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Something could have been some of that down there. The smell of death. So maybe it's like a reverse mummification, but it needs all the same components? Well, it's probably unmummifying now, so do we just re-mummify him? Or just stop the process. I mean, one way or the other. But it sounds like going down there would be pretty toxic, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it certainly wasn't uh, pleasant. I mean, I survived, but, you know. Maybe if we get an expert's opinion. So if we, I don't know, find somebody... I don't know, I just have this feeling about the museum... Like, if there's somebody that knows things about about the mythology of, of Horus or, like, how to mummify things or how how mummification happens, I feel like we just need somebody who knows a little bit more about this than us. There's only so much we can read in an afternoon at a library. Well, that certainly would so make sense. you can read in an afternoon. What is that supposed to mean? I just mean I spend a lot of time in libraries. Anyway, so the museum sounds like a very good idea. I think that's a, a, a certainly a finding some sort of Egyptologist or, or expert in this regard might might help. Poppy's just, Poppy's just clutching her necklace. Like, are we about to fight? Are we, are we about to fight? Go to the museum. 
By the way, Joanna does not clock Poppy's reaction that, like, has no idea what you're about to fight. <laughs> so what is the information that you are looking for at the museum? What will help make this a very solid plan? Um, it's already solid, but <laughs> to make it even more solid, what goes where in a mummification process, if there is anything that is like a story of some sort of mummified body coming back to life or being used to recreate a god in kind of sort of like how the bones thing happened, but like if there's a more official way. Yeah, maybe we could get one of those old mummy hooks, you know, that they stick down the nose. We might need it. Gross. So we're going to yeah. pull his brain out? Maybe. I mean, he doesn't need it, right? Yeah. If we don't think of something soon, I'm going to pull my own brain out. Okay. So what do we find? <laughs> <laughs> so you've gotten to the museum, and there's a sign that says, Egypt exhibit. That way. Excellent. It's that way. This is a good sign. This is a good sign. Very good sign. It tells us exactly where sign. we need to go, yes. <laughs> Very good sign. Well Does standard. the job. Nice, nice etching. The paint mm -hmm. is neat. I smooth my um, my Girl Scout sash down. Um, <clears throat> try to look extra presentable. Yeah. So I'd love to use the power tags. Um, intuition, and looks harmless. In hopes that I might catch somebody being a little more suspicious than they would want to be. Um, in regards to magical mystery tour things. <laughs> okay. That is a 10. All right. Walk me through the exhibit as you're looking around. Dead person. Dead person. Something really cool that is gold. That is an auk. I know that. Very cool depiction of a falcon. <laughs> I've definitely been here before, and I know everything. I have my um, Egyptian mythology badge for sure, guys. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, badges for everything, apparently. All right, Poppy. As you're leading everyone through the museum and giving them... I totally them... know everything about this place. <laughs> <laughs> giving a very thorough guided tour. <laughs> this is for your benefit and not mine. Father Gill is actually looking kind of... If you, if you notice, he's looking rather proud. He's like, all right, she's doing all right. She's not, but okay. <laughs> yeah, but she's she's like clearly correctly identifying things, and uh, you know she's done her homework, as it were. Ah, uh, yes, the color gold. The color gold. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like she's a sophomore in high school or anything. She seems very very sort of uh, sure of herself in a way. <laughs> and as you're as you're giving this tour and walking them through, walking everyone through the exhibit. You do notice that one of the museum employees has noticed, and she seems to be smiling, like, oh, good. Some of the younger generation are paying attention. I, I try to look very important, and I make my way up to her. <clears throat> and I say, I, I've given them a bit of a basic tour, but I'm, I'm sure that you know a little bit more than I do. Um, do you have any suggestions or thoughts, ma'am? Oh, certainly. Was there something specific around here that you that you wanted more information about? 
just a little bit of everything, you know, um, mummification, Horace, anything like that. Oh, specifically about mummification and Horace? Those were just, you know, off the top of my head. But I mean, if there's anything in particular that that comes to mind when I say things like that, then. This this Horace character does sound very interesting, actually, now that I now that I hear it. Okay. yes. Um, Much of what we know about ancient Egypt comes to us from she walks to the side and holds out her hand hieroglyphics like these. And she begins to translate some of them that have nothing to do with mummification or Horus. It's more like this is a, this is a style of writing that has survived over hundreds of years and brings us detailed histories. If one knows how to interpret the language correctly. Or some any of the uh, symbols, the, the one that was carved on my wall there. Yes, indeed. So senior kind of look over that point. Like what's, what's that one? Oh, this was the symbol of uh, the god Toe, often used in conjunction with wisdom and understanding. And she sort of like looks to the groups like it sounds like you're really more interested in the mythology of ancient Egypt and not the actual history of the land. Is that what I'm, you know, what myth- I'm hearing? Mythology is part of the history, really, when you think about mm-hmm. it. But uh, yeah, yeah would tell us a little more about these uh yeah, I have a school project. I have a school project for mythology in specific. So if you could go like really in detail, that'd be proud, awesome. A proud student of St. Bridget's. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and you want to know about specifically, specifically about Horus and about mummification. Okay. You know, or set or like if there's any like stories about them, like really interesting ones or... You know, hmm. some of their like some of their big strengths or like some of their weaknesses, you know, just like the usual stuff. This time, this whole time period in ancient Egypt is very fascinating where different aspects of nature, whether they're the animals, whether they're the landscape, just the environment in general, the peoples of ancient Egypt personified these things as figures in their pantheon. You were talking specifically about Horus. Horus is, um, he, there were a number of gods that represented the sky and represented nature. And Horus was one of the, one of those, uh, seemed to have a larger interest in the affairs of humans than many of the other gods did. And then you mentioned his brother Set, uh, was the personification of storms, uh, again, not the only god interested in storms from from this time period, but he was one of the ones who was best known for if you make sacrifices, if you pay uh, due respect to Set, then perhaps you will get what you need from from the river, from the sky, from the land. So a lot of a lot of people think about storm gods as uh, you know Thor from Norse mythology a certain type of personality, but really the personalities of these gods from ancient Egypt. And she's going to just kind of be kind of uh, giving you information without it being super helpful. Right. right, Unless maybe you drill down into something. You know, I've heard, I remember hearing a story from, uh, from one of the teachers at the, at the school, uh, sister, sister Mary, Uh, she talks about, I remember her telling a story to the kids about, about Horace and set just really going at it as siblings 
Hmm. If there was some sort of, you know, grand battle and things, is, is there anything that, that that seems like it might be a fun story to, to elaborate on, perhaps? All right. Uh, she walks across the room. These hieroglyphics give us a little more detail about some of the religious practices of the day. And around in here, we see the story of the conflict between these brothers. Whereas Horace wanted to guide the future of his worshipers, of, of humans, set perhaps the god of storms wanted to clear the table, as it were, and let things begin anew. Okay, so, so he wanted to kill everybody and... Horace didn't want that to happen. Oh, that's interesting. Is it? I'm just, I'm trying to clarify. You know, it was such a long time ago. Were you there? I was not there. I was not there. (laughs) You knew my joke. You knew my joke before I even said it. (laughs) So funny. Keep going. What we know for certain is that Horace wanted to rule, set, wanted to clear the table, and allow humans to make choices on their own. After this conflict, we saw the representations of Set and Horus diminish in hieroglyphics. They're sort of portrayed as the memory of them, but not as active members of the Pantheon. For example, here with Anubis, we can see that after the, the brothers' conflict, Anubis and Isis became much more prominent in the daily lives she starts to sort of right go on about that. drone a little bit. Okay, and, and, we, <laughs> <laughs> and we, were, we were thinking about mummification. Uh, hmm. I know this is a this is sort of we're jumping from topic to topic. What can I say? We uh, we have a lot. This this young lady here, and he kind of gestures to Poppy. She's, she's interested in so many things. So many uh, things. So many. So things. many very very specific things. Uh, in terms of mummification, there's a. There's a whole ritual, right, to it, to, to how it gets done, so it's done properly. And Oh, certainly. Ancient Egypt was very advanced when it came to funeral rites and uh, uh, a lot of chemistry, what we now know as, uh, as modern chemistry and biology. The ancient Egyptians were very advanced. They were very meticulous in the preservation of bodies, as as we can tell, because in this next room, and she looks as though she wants to <laughs> walk you question. towards um, the, really the sarcophagus. We, oh, just, yes, sorry. Yes, really super quick. So sorry. Mm. I, this is so much fun and really exciting. Is there anything in like history that talks about like, I don't know, the mummification of a god? I, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but you said like the memories of of Set and Horace, and I'm wondering if if they went through their own mummification process, or if there is like a process like that for a god, or if it's just for humans. I'm curious now. What would happen if, let's say, I'm mummifying somebody, right? I'm one of the mummification people, the mummifiers, and I've got one of them jars with a with a heart or a kidney in it, and oh, I dropped it. Oh no, the the kidney's been destroyed. Uh, in there. We've all been there. It's happened to everybody, I'm sure. Is there, would, is there a consequence for that? Is uh, is there something that would happen? Would they, would they have to start over? Or is that body just sort of, they're not going off to wherever the, they, their, heathen, their heathen paradise is? Somewhere in all of this, she looked like she was trying to follow. And then she got distracted. Wasn't really listening to the last minute or so. And she turned back to this wall of hieroglyphics 
It's fascinating that you say mummification of a god. Some some of these symbols, it's an interesting idea, but you can see here this story about the conflict between the brothers. And then these following hieroglyphics show have, have traditionally been interpreted as set winning. But you say mummification of a god, and I suppose I could see how these rep would represent that. I mean, that's not the traditional interpretation. It was more about Horus being locked away. But that's interesting. I wonder, hmm, I don't know that I've heard that theory before. Oh, locked away. That sounds like a metaphor for uh, mummification. Tell us more about that, please. The modern context is that the pharaohs at the time believed that they were gods, but they... The, the the current understanding is that they were not actual deities. They were just humans. So perhaps, hmm. I mean, if if indeed we're talking about deities. Oh, that's interesting. And she leans in. All right. So this is a theoretical conversation. Theoretical. Totally, totally theoretical. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that would be crazy if any of this, you know, this mythology. <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if someone were mummifying a god? That's madness. Anyway, please do please go on. So maybe if like a god like possessed a, a human, then they could be mummified. Is that what we're talking about? She is very intently studying this wall of hieroglyphics. That is that is a very fascinating theory. So if Set was in the body of a human, and if Horus was in the body of a human, oh, how interesting! Interesting. Uh, what? How? How? Why? How? Why is it? Tell I mean, us. that it's definitely an interpretation of this story that we that you can see here through these oh, series absolutely. of of hieroglyphics. Clear, clear as day to 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 me, certainly. But what about to the rest of them? They're they're a little shady on their their Egyptian hieroglyphics. Sure. So, so if a pharaoh was a human body, right, and then the personification of a deity, which means that the deity is working through them, I suppose in theory one could interpret these stories here as perhaps a human being able to limit or damage one of the gods, perhaps mummify one of the gods while they were in human form. Mm-hmm. Just a theory, you know, hmm. like theoretical, totally random. <laughs> she's you know? she's very she's very bright, uh, mm-hmm. a model student at St. Bridget's. I'm very precocious, that's all. It absolutely is. Always hmm. thinking outside the box, that one, you know. Mm-hmm. Just because I haven't heard it before doesn't mean it's not true, I suppose. Absolutely. Now, exactly how to make the spirit of a bod- of a of a god inhabit a physical body. I suppose the the pharaohs knew how to do that, but that's not something I can answer for you. Maybe we should of course. No, I mean, again, this is all just... <laughs> sure. <laughs> right, right, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Speaking of pharaohs, you don't happen to have any, like, real mummies in the museum, do you? Oh, we absolutely do. Oh, my gosh, do you have a mummy of, a, like, a pharaoh? Well, it's, uh, it's disputed. Okay. But over here in this next room... Okay. Now there, I know this is a time when everybody is very interested in ancient Egypt. And, yeah, um, yeah. But as you can see here, the sarcophagus that we have, 
does have a mummy in it. We contemplated whether or not to display it open, but we were requested to leave it closed, so I guess. Oh, oh man, really? We can't even see. How are we supposed to know if it's a real pharaoh if it's not open? Oh, well, we wouldn't, we wouldn't display it if it wasn't real. Oh, but how are we supposed to know for sure? I don't know. Well, Guys, I, I don't think this is a real pharaoh. I, I suppose you'll just have to trust adults. I can't do that. As you can see, it's behind the protective glass. Right, of course. I tap on the glass. It, okay. Uh, <laughs> but this is this is the way it is planned to be displayed for the duration of the exhibit. Sure. Do you ever like? Do you ever come in here and you just kind of talk to them about your day or monologue or anything like that? No. No? No. I feel like it would be so nice. It'd be like having a, you know, having like a, a, a therapist almost in a way. Like, you know, hey, how are you? How's it going? Um, can I uh, change the game and try to communicate with this mummy? Because hmm. one of my power tags is communicate with dead. Nice. I've not prepared the back history of the, of the mummy. I'm the other so sorry. Break, the other option is I break the glass. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just I, steal we, a mummy. we could just steal the mummy. Um, mm -hmm. It's up to you, whatever you want. You can, I, I think talking to a mummy sounds fantastic. With my super magical powers, um, I'm able to glean more than the mummy you know, I'm presuming that this is going to be like an imperfect answer because even if someone was possessed, they might not be fully cognizant of that, may be able to tell us because likely a mummy is going to have a hard time translating what they know into what we need to know. Okay. I buy intuition. Hell yeah. Okay. That is the best role I've had in a while. Um, to 10 plus 2. So that's a 12. You feel as though if everyone would just shut up, you could probably reach out and ask a question. I kind of shoot a look to my companions, um, to Father Gill in particular, because he seems a little more intuitive. I think I say something like, I am just feeling the majesty of this place. I'm getting a little emotional. Do you guys mind if I stay here for a minute? I just want to, you know, commune with the beauty in this this room. Um, but I'll meet you guys outside in just a second. Yes, we'll, we'll let you. We'll let you think about uh, about uh, things. Uh, yeah, why don't we we go outside? We can maybe discuss what we've learned here today. We've got uh, uh, many many things that we can we can talk about. I bat my eyelashes at the the museum attendee or the I... theme assistant. Yeah, I, I'd actually like to uh, say to the museum assistant, I actually had some more questions about some of the hieroglyphics in the wall outside about Tote. Oh, okay. I'd love to, to talk about those. Certainly. Like, can we go? Sure, let's let's go learn about Tote. Come along. Let's... I'm I like Tote. Poppy, when you're when you're ready, when you've collected yourself, we'll we'll be out there learning about Tote. Thank you. Poppy, they all leave you alone in this room. You've made a good roll. What uh, what question would you like to ask? What's up, dude? Have you been possessed before? And if so, how'd that work? 
all pharaohs are the living embodiment of a deity. Which one were you? I was chosen to be the vessel of Hesed. Hesed. Okay. 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 So theoretically, if we crown a pharaoh, maybe, oh, maybe that's the, maybe that's what's happening. Is Horace trying to pick a vessel? I understand that you can't answer that probably because you're, you know, dead. And also you were possessed and not necessarily the god themselves. I do not know the will of the gods. No, that's okay. That's okay. I'm just kind of like spitballing here out loud. You know, you're really easy to talk to. Um, I was correct in that assumption. So that's why I'm just kind of like letting it flow. You have no idea what I'm saying, do you? I wish to sleep. Okay. I think that's, I think we've got some. You feeling good? That's it. I wish to sleep. Okay. I'm just gonna, I'll let you sleep then. Are you sure? You've kind of been sleeping for a while. No, no wish to run about. You're already gone. Okay. I walk back out. (laughs) In the other room. Joanna, did you have questions? I'm I'm literally just interested in learning about Tote because I know he's like, he invented the written language and written language is literally floating around me at all times. I'm literally just interested. Yes, uh, it sounds like you know quite a bit about Tote. He's known for his his wisdom. He's known as a watcher. He's known uh, a little separate from the rest of the Pantheon, as though he was portrayed as having other interests than just, um, well, if we look at this as a family, he seemed to have interests outside of the family dynamic. Also a bit of a mediator rather than rather than one seeking power or anything for himself. Yes, I think that's a good way to think about him. Cool, that's about it. <laughs> but, you know, we, we take more time talking about that, you know, to give Poppy plenty of time is, is what's happening. Yeah, unrelated question. Um, does, is, is this wing of the museum sponsored by any particular corporation? Yes. Um, as you can see from our very uh, prominent displays right here, Pharmacorp has, uh, has been very gracious in their funding for this exhibit. Yeah, Joanna kind of just stares, stares blankly around. I offer the attendant a box of cookies. Wow, a whole box? Uh, Okay. Yeah, Um, just thank you so much for your help. It's been really wonderful, and I'm really excited to work on this project. (laughs) Oh, your enthusiasm to learn is all the reward I need. Oh, that's so sweet. Take the cookies. <laughs> just hand her a business card and say, you know, if the museum needs any vacuums, uh, yeah, that's more my my area of expertise. Oh, uh, all right, thank you. No, for all the cookie Thanks. crumbs yeah. <laughs> or I mummy dust. If I you know, give her morphine. <laughs> <laughs> Are we Stop all just giving people? Her okay, okay. I'm just trying to usher. I'm trying to usher everyone out. I'm like, thank you very much. It's been a lovely I don't time. Know. I just everyone was giving them things, so I wasn't sure. But I'll I'll just. <laughs> I'll just keep it.